Welcome to This Old App, a podcast about learning, coding, smashing stuff together, breaking things apart, startups, failing, winning, and any other buzzwords we can think of. Hey, Don. Um, so this week, last week I went through a process. <laughs> I picked up the Chasm server. Like I've been working on the view front end um, progressive web app for our client, the, the Chasm's chat client. Right. And have it hooked up to Firebase. And um, I made pretty good progress where I got like a lot of stuff decently working um, for one team. Like I need to expand it so that multiple other people could use it or teams could use it. But the, uh, the bigger thing I'm getting to is I switched back to working on the Firebase Fire or Firebase functions piece, which is if you know what AWS serverless Lambda functions are, this is Google's Firebase version of them. Sure. And I wrote the I wrote we've written <laughs> we've written this twice. We wrote it in Express, Node Express, and that is running on Heroku for your team right now. And then I rewrote it, or I migrated it to Firebase functions, and it was working. And then, due to work and other related, you know, life things, we I put it to the side. So I went through the process of looking at my code, screaming out loud, who the heck, what were they thinking, realizing there's a mirror as I was yelling. Knowing it was you all along. It was me me all along. (laughs) And uh, it's more of the complexity of like, wow, what was I thinking here? This is hard to figure out what I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I decided... Um, so good, the, one of the biggest issues with Firebase functions is, which is essentially, if you know anything about node express, if you were to like take one route and build out an application around a single route, that is what a Firebase function essentially is. Um, it takes in a request, you build some middleware, you make sure you send back a response. You hook that up to Firebase to Firebase functions, and then they expose your your resource, your endpoint, to call upon that route. Sure. And it, I've I've migrated an entire Express app to run in a Firebase function, um, which worked. Yeah, I would not do it that way again. But in this case, it I had it working. But the for whatever reason. Firebase functions are utilize node either six point something or eight point something. And that makes it really kind of painful to work in when you've already started using ES6 type of technologies as async await, um, spread operators, uh, you know, arrow functions, that kind of good stuff. Sure. And so I started down the path that's recommended by some of the Firebase team of you should use TypeScript because then you can compile it and or transpile it or whatever, and then use 
use the, the syntax you like, and it can still work on our old version of Node six point whatever. And right. Node is up to eleven, I believe, now. So it's really far behind on the infrastructure piece. And I'm guessing backwards compatibility is the big issue. Even now, since that point last year when I finished, Firebase Function has moved up to eight unofficially. I think it's still in beta because you sure. still get a warning if you use Node 8 and the function thing says, hey, or the warning when you publish says, by the way, you're using more advanced than six. Why? This is, They announced a year, almost a year ago. They were allowing eight, but it's still not officially um, supported. And this is one of the frustrations I have with Firebase is they have really good videos. They have really, they have decent documentation, but it's really unclear across all the Stack Overflow support section. And um, if you don't... Like there's not a clear answer on changes over time with the platform. And so I don't really know where things stand. But anyway, I just I thought, you know what? TypeScript started giving me errors on some of the packages I was using, namely Twilio. And right. I was like, TypeScript, and this is what I'm really, <laughs> I guess the title of this week's episode will be TypeScript, Do I Need This Crap? <laughs> um, TypeScript is very popular. It's gaining, you can watch it year to year on the state of JavaScript and various other surveys. More and more people like it. Um, if you use it in a VS code or sublime environment, it does give you much better feedback as you write. Um, I think that the, the nature of the strong typing gives the editors the ability to really make a determination on what you're trying to do and what you can do. Right. So, the, so the snippets and the hints and IntelliSense and all that is a little bit more helpful. But when, but I ran, here's the issue I ran into. I'm, we're trying to use Twilio. It starts giving me an error on the Twilio package. I'm like, I don't really care about Twilio's TypeScript subscription to that. Like, I'm bringing it in. I'm using it. I, I really don't want to um, debug their approach to TypeScript. And when you when I went into the documentation, of course, or I went into Google, of course, I'm not the only person with this issue. And people are complaining to to Twilio, and Twilio is like, we're going to try to get around to it, but right now our TypeScript only supports TypeScript version two and of course typescript now is at version three and i'm using i want to use the more recent version of these packages and i'm just like i don't know how i don't want to the cognitive load i have right now across all my projects supporting typescript crap is not what i want to get into i just like i can't take on another projects issues with a different dependency and so finally i'm like i'm going to rip out this typescript out of i'm going to redo refactor some of this chasm stuff on firebase functions and i'm going to pull out the typescript and then i ran into the 
the warning about using node six versus eight, that starts to frustrate to me. And I have to give up async await. In theory, I think eight, I don't know if eight supports it or not, but I was just like caught between this world of I've got to use TypeScript to you. Like, what should I be depending on? And what should I put up with? And what should I just meditate for five minutes and maybe go ahead and work on with TypeScript? So I think the bigger question from a, a listener base, from a subject matter is, is a library or a dependency like TypeScript helpful over the long term? Is it a good bet? Because we've had this before. It was called CoffeeScript. And I know people are right. going to argue, oh, no, no, TypeScript and CoffeeScript are different. Not at the time. CoffeeScript, when it came out and the popularity it got in the Rails community, it was not any different. Because that back then, we didn't have anything but vanilla JavaScript, browser incompatibility, uh, and a syntax that was not friendly. And CoffeeScript allowed for transpiling. It allowed you to write JavaScript in a in a easier, nicer, more fun fashion. The problem was it didn't have any support around it for debugging, and it really made it really hard to find errors. But right. now we fast forward, and we're in the world of TypeScript getting traction, supported by a major company, Microsoft, finding its way into... Um, a lot of packages and in the mainstream voice of flow versus TypeScript and all that. And I guess the question I have is, do I, am I just whining and I need to get over it <laughs> or what, 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 how does someone approach this? Like should. Yeah. I'm not sure. I've, it's, it's certainly one of those frustrations and I'm trying to think, um, TypeScript is one way, but there have got to be other transpilers out there. Flow. Um, Flow is the other one. Yeah. Which I've never looked at, and I, I feel like right now I'm not touching with a 10-foot pole because I don't know a single person continuing to use Flow. They've all moved. No. Over. Yeah, no. I, I guess maybe I'm using the term transpile wrong. Um, but uh, what I'm thinking is... Um, something that will convert your your ES6 JavaScript code to whatever node level you need. Um, oh, like Webpack or Bundler. Yeah, or Webpack or a, a one of those. Well, um, that, yes. That, what? that would be another way to do it. Yeah. Um, and I would, I guess I would say... I'm tired of all the pa the configuration, mainly because okay. I don't have a team. Mainly, like Not, I, you you have you have now officially entered whining territory. I think, <laughs> like the issue I have is not that I if I had a team of people, like if I had um, other people that I could get past these issues with faster, if I could put you on the horn every, you know, once a day to say, I've run into this issue. And then you can tell me how you've run into it. Like 
because I'm working solo, I have to be very careful with my, how much I, all the dependencies I create. Yeah, for sure. And that's, so I'm trying not to whine as much as say, I'm hitting my threshold for how much I can depend on all of these different things. Yeah, but just to some degree, um, it's it's a it's a problem of your own choosing because yeah. you chose Firebase. Um, yeah. If you'd chosen something else that that didn't have that node requirement, then you'd you'd be okay. Um, so is it is this more a question of do we need to be doing? a better job of checking out these requirements ahead of time. Um, checking out requirements like these ahead of time and seeing um, seeing if they match. Well, in the JavaScript world, I don't know that it matters to put more research into it. It's almost like we're rolling dice. Like, do you roll yeah. the dice uphill or downhill? Um, if I roll it uphill, they'll come right, right back to me. If I roll them downhill... It won't increase the odds, but I'll have to get up and walk downhill to catch them. So it's the the issue for me, like to debate the the value of TypeScript. Like on Twitter, the people I follow on the React world, the, the folks that put together React Router, the the people, the you know uh, Dan Abramov. Um, a lot of different people in the Ember community. When I, when I, 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 these are people that I've paid attention to how they've surfed the waves of JavaScript over the last five to six years, because I feel like they've been more advanced than me. They worked on projects with more, with other people. So their opinions boil down to a lot of experience more than I have. Sure. Sure. And I don't have a hundred percent buy-in from them on TypeScript. And that's what I start to worry about. Like, so instead of whining about, I got to work through problems. The question is more of how smart is the bet on a transpiler in the JavaScript mm -hmm. world? Because as I understand it, transpiling means like if you compile something, you're compiling it down to machine code or close to machine code uh, right. or to, or to buy like binary. If you're transpiling, you're, you're compiling in a horizontal way, like this version of JavaScript to this version of JavaScript, which then gets compiled yeah. to V8 engine or whatever. So that's what I always have considered transpiling to be and webpack is doing right. it babbles part of that um and so tran typescript is another version of that transpilation transpiling and so but my question is is th is this a good bet or is i i think i think typescript is a good bet um, VS code itself is written in TypeScript. Yeah. Um, so th th there are many, many large companies making the transcript, uh, bet. So I think you're safe making the bet and not, um, 
and not having it be a waste, like going to, to something maybe newer. Yeah. Um, that, that wouldn't have the backing. Yeah. The, there's going to be the pains, especially cause you're running into it now. Mm-hmm. So you, you went to TypeScript in order to fix your node version problem. And now you have a transcript version problem. Right. Yeah. Cause your, your, your Twilio vert Twilio is using a, a back version of TypeScript. Um, on there. Well, it's something like, and I've done some TypeScript courses. They always like, you can either import the type details for a package, which I guess are all hosted on one big repository somewhere on GitHub, or you can create your own. And right. I haven't, I haven't gotten into creating my own. And again, it's like, at the end of the day, when I think of like, like yesterday, I had three different subject matter company slash project I was working on. And when I think about in this project, I'm going to start creating my own types to support Twilio's package. I'm just like, this is where I feel like nothing I do at this moment is of high value. Um, to get yeah. all these other things done. That's where I, that that's where I start to feel that limit, I guess. Yeah. And, and I think if, if you're going to make that decision, you almost have to make the decision that all your JavaScript projects go to TypeScript. Um, so that the cognitive load is less, right? Um, And I and what's funny is I I went to a TypeScript slash GraphQL meetup in December of last year, and the person giving the talk essentially said the same thing. He's like, "It's really great at first when you start using it, you love it. It's really giving you great feedback." And then you start importing other packages and you start getting errors and you don't know why and you spend two hours trying to, to debug the system that is supposed to make your life easier. Interesting. But I'm going to keep using it, is what he said. And wow. I don't blame him. I, I'm not trying. The thing is, I'm not complaining that TypeScript isn't good. It's, it's more of the issue that we live in this JavaScript ecosystem and TypeScript is trying to make JavaScript typeful um, across the entire thing against a system that is natively not. And that's kind of where it falls apart. Now, I did find out that the error I was getting on Twilio was indeed correct. It was telling, it was essentially saying you don't need to create a new instance of this. Um, package you're importing why it was working without that language. I don't know. That's what I'm like. I'm still vague on that. But the problem is, is that I feel like by as a independent developer, as I am right now, um, without a team, without a group of people and without really the funds to bring on, like back in the day when I had a budget and a team, I would actually reach out to consultants to say, tell me, what we should be doing around this particular library or ecosystem 
I would pay for that advice. It was, you know, and then we would get, we would have our team educated on how to go forward. And I just don't have the capital to do that right now as an indie independent right. developer. And so I'm kind of on my own to, to get that stuff done. And so that's where that, this is the balance I'm trying to strike is, is TypeScript still, does it still need teams on it to not get stuck in a mire of dependency hell? Or is it still a better approach for um, development? And I'm asking the same question again. Uh, essentially what I did is I reversed track and I went back to rebuilding or refactoring the Firebase functions using TypeScript. And I haven't found any problems since I got over that hump. But it, right. was, it was a good day of frustration of, am I, am I wasting time to strip this out? Should I stick with it? And so overall, the question is, as a small business CTO, startup CTO, making bets on the technologies that you want to use for at least the next year or two, in your mind, TypeScript is a good bet. In my mind, TypeScript is a good bet, but I don't have the experience on it like you do. And it sounds like this speaker um, had, and the, the, what the speaker said was, was really interesting is that he's found that it, he, he essentially echoed your sentiment, um, that it was an issue that you were going to run into these things, but he also said he was going to stick with it. Yeah. So, um, that took that right there tells me that a, a subject matter expert is saying it's worth the pain. You just got to work through the pain. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, do you feel like now that you've run across it once, um, that the more you run across it, you will understand what needs to be fixed faster. Um, and so you'll move through that, that pain a little faster. If I don't take a six month break from it, the code base again, yes. <laughs> but that, that was a problem. Was I had yeah, this, that's the problem. I had this long friggin' break between working on it, and when I came back, I was not only trying to figure out what Randy of 2018 was thinking, but also what has moved on since TypeScript moved up to 3.0. Twilio didn't upgrade their types um, support to that level. Now I'm getting errors on their package. Um, you know, where do I like of all the questions of all the problems I'm trying to solve, where is the best focus? Well, I don't know if this will make you feel better or worse. Um, <laughs> but this is the second time this week I've heard of, um, issues with Twilio packages. Huh. Um, the, for, for Aspire EDU, um, Django just went to 2.2 um, on its ver on its major version 2 path, because I think there's Django <clears throat> 2 and Django 3 yeah. running in parallel. So they just went to 2.2. So our developers were like, let's jump on it. Let's get everything switched over. Everything works swimmingly, except for the Django Twilio package. Hmm. Um and what that ended up being was the developer ended up deciding to, to go into the package code, find the errors, um, and write pull requests against the package. 
Wow. Um, which the maintainer was like, yep, that's exactly what needs to happen. Um, I'll review these and, and we'll get them in. Um, so it, this is the second time this week I've heard about Twilio. That's not, that's not a knock on Twilio. It's just interesting coincidence. Well, um, you look and at it, it speaks probably to the larger problem or, or challenge of all the packages, regardless of language. Oh yeah. Um, that they don't all sit on the same version level. You, you, you're going to have this. So I think I'm making you feel better in that <laughs> you're going to run into this problem. It's just a matter of where. Oh, well, and if, yeah. And if your choices is, is let's go down the TypeScript route, that's fine. Um, Because if you don't go down the TypeScript route, you're going to run into this somewhere else. Well, the the real the real answer is: Are you going to keep using open source and quit complaining about it, or accept open source for how it's always, <laughs> or accept open source for how it's always been? Because sure. and because our biggest issue in open source will always be that people are not paid enough to work this stuff and yeah. it costs companies too much to be completely backwards compatible across all of their um, all of these abstractions that try to boil down like how to use Twilio and, and Django how to use Twilio and Ruby um, it's it's just hard like Amazon, just recently added Ruby to their Lambda stuff. And I'm kind of like, I, I just thought, wow, that's a big investment, you know? And right. if you're going to be in the open source world and you expect to have the same stability of the API that you get with across .NET with Microsoft, then you're in for a world of hurt. Well, for sure. Sure. But that that's that's almost true of of even something majorly supported like Rails, right? Oh yeah. Um, how uh, how often did you really run into this kind of issue? Even though Rails is open source, it, it happens. It happens. Um, I mean, um, I think the big the the problem Rails has been very disciplined, and I have it's rare that I've ever had to pull a package because it got deprecated. I think there's one right now with SAS that um, SAS, something in the SAS community got de- deprecated and the people that would use the replacement really haven't cared to advance it. So that means you need to move to Webpack for your asset pipeline. Um, is that really a bad thing? No, Webpack's pretty mature uh, relative to other JavaScript and it's not a bad thing to move to, but... If there, if there's a secure there, there's a some a package called Bootstrap SaaS that recently had someone upload a version that, if you sent it a cookie, it would expose all of your backend stack trace or something, and right. they caught it. But it's like that's where you start to see the pieces crumble. Um, and this goes into a bigger subject of keeping things up to date, like. You could take the code I wrote two years ago in Ruby on Rails, and it works just fine. The question right. is, 
all of the security upgrades and need to up- update packages have not been done since then. And so it's a working piece of code I wrote two years ago, except that you are vulnerable to known, there's known vulnerabilities that hackers, if they find out what you're using or through testing, those vulnerabilities could hack you. And it has nothing to do with how I wrote the code two years ago. It has to do with the fact that the way the community works in open source is we're going to tell you about a bug or a vulnerability. And we will also tell the hackers about that. You need to patch it because they know about how to to exploit you or how to take advantage of the exploit. And so that's right. a bigger that's a bigger question is as you every dependency you bring on leads you to larger risk down the road. And I don't like we're already a half hour into this talk. I don't want to bring in that level of discussion on that subject, but every, everything you bring on into your environment exposes you to this upgrade risk over time. TypeScript is no different. I don't think there's a vulnerability in TypeScript as much as if, if the, if, if Twilio as a big a company as it is with the developer base it has, doesn't have the time and resources to focus on updating its extensions to the latest version of TypeScript, how are you going to keep up as an independent, as a small business or an independent developer? Is it, is it a good, is it a good bet to do so? And that's kind of the question. Um, And, and, and I don't know that there's a great answer, especially for the, the you know, the the solo developers. Um, so, yeah, like bottom line, today is event session for me to kind of be a little frustrated. I don't dislike TypeScript. I, I find it to be, I understand why people like it. I liked working with it. Um, I definitely like how... I get very, the feedback out of VS Code is terrific um, for, hey, you're not like either correction on my code at a prettier level of instant feedback. Um, Hey, you're using like this, these are the methods you have available, the documentation that pops up. Like I wrote documentation on my own function using a syntax I barely know, JS doc or something. And VS Code is popping up my own documentation that I wrote for from one module to another. I, I love all that stuff. I think it makes you, it makes development easier and better. And TypeScript is a good part of that. Sure. But the problem I have as an independent developer is that I only have so much time when things don't go right. And that's the risk that's what makes it harder and so the the feedback i've seen from people on twitter amongst those experts is some of them asking out loud is this making my life better why do you like this you know they're asking that out loud and when when the people that i've paid attention to the last five years who are contributing great things to open source and javascript are asking that question i'm like hmm 
maybe my doubting is justified, you know, <laughs> and that's what I, and so it makes me think twice about using them. And maybe that's just healthy. Maybe it's just healthier as a developer to think about these dependencies you bring into your code base as future risk, future support, future need to keep up. Um, I guess that's my TypeScript debate of the day. Sure. Sure. That makes sense. All right. All right. Sounds good. Uh, we'll, uh, we? we'll, let's, let's follow you on your, uh, on your path for TypeScript and hear back soon. Okay. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this old app. Show notes and previous episodes can be found on our website at www.thisoldapp.online. Reviews on Apple iTunes are always appreciated and help promote the show. For questions, comments, or things you would like to hear on future shows, please email us at hello at thisoldapp.online. Show music is Guns Blazing by Fab Claxton, licensed by Pond5. Voiceover work by MeganVoices.com. You'll hear from us soon.